Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey, it is Thursday, March 9, 2023. Welcome to Elijah Streams. I'm Steve Schultz, your host. And we got a great staff uh, in the background. We've been laughing it up, talking about our poor printers that don't work. And really not poor, they're just printers don't work. They're actually pretty nice printers, but uh, we've just been laughing about how crazy it is to work with them. But a couple quick announcements, and then we'll uh, bring uh, Amanda Grace back on, or we'll bring her on for the first time. Tomorrow, we have Laura Trump. We are going to tape her this afternoon. Actually, it's not called tape anymore. It's called, we're going to record her this afternoon. Uh, we're very, very jazzed to have Laura Trump on, so that'll be really fun. Don't miss that, because we're going to ask her some great questions about herself. We're going to get to know Laura, the person, and then we'll talk about Trump and all kinds of other things. So it'll be fast and furious, a 30-minute segment, 30-minute show, So, um, but don't miss it, Okay. Uh, before we bring on Amanda, let's go ahead and remind you about the great uh, wells we're digging in Uganda. So here we go. And I love the music they put with that. I know that's not Uganda music. It sounds like, uh, it honestly sounds like Riverdance. I feel like I'm watching Riverdance, the musical, you know, or the, the, the stage performs. I actually went to them. But that uh, Irish music with uh, Uganda, it just works somehow. And there's a joy in the, in the people celebrating for the fresh water. So thanks again for donating into this uh, ministry. Into this, here's the, we put that up after when we run a spot, so you know how you can donate online. Always, 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 thank you, thank you, thank you. So for for supporting this ministry, there's about 30 of us. And uh, I did a calculation last week. I just I always play with numbers just for the fun of it, and I figured out that. Um, for the current last year or so, year or two, I checked on the numbers and whatever we spend for the staff, in other words, the entire payroll for a year for all 30 people, if you had that number, I won't say the actual numbers, if you had that number, three times that number is what we sow into um, other ministries, other um, projects like this for the impoverished. So. Three times what we pay our the staff is goes into kingdom uh, support. So I just thought I'd share that with you. That's one of my number things. So one someday I'll share you another number discovery. So but anyway, thanks for supporting us on that. All right, it's time to bring in Amanda Grace. So here we go. Miss Amanda, how are you? Hello, Mr. Steve. Good to see happy you. Happy to be here. Yeah, happy to have you here. So uh, we'll, we'll get the laughing started early. We've been having fun off camera, haven't we? You and us and our staff. Uh, you know, you got to have fun in this life. So I I hear the uh, menagerie of, I think that's the right word, of, of your rescued animals. Anyone new come to the farm? We do actually have someone new at Pauling. So little Bixby, who is five months old, he, he is a long-haired cat. He was actually born feral. Wow. And a vet's office finally caught him. He was living under their shed and he, they caught him. And our sanctuary manager happens to know the vet's office. So he ended up coming to us and he's been over at the other location. Well, one of our older cats got adopted by one of our assistant managers oh, wow. into her family. And so little Bixby is now here. All right. And it, yeah, it must be a hard task to get to tame Bixby or do you not even try to tame? How does that work? 
Well, it is a process, and I've done it before with adult feral cats as well, but Bixby happens to be an incredibly loving cat to begin with, and they already started socializing him over at our other location. So he's come here, and the only thing he's trying to get used to is the dogs. So our dogs love cats, and they love all sorts of animals, but Bixby, this is his first exposure to dogs. And so Missy, our Black Lab Golden Retriever mix, just wants to mother him. Oh, just wow. completely mother him. And he's not quite ready for that yet. So we've been <laughs> introducing them slowly and he's doing very well. That's awesome. You know, we had a feral cat show. What it was was we had, we called her mommy cat. And mommy cat adopted us and she kept having babies. She was a wild cat. She was not anybody. She Nobody lost her. She just was wild. And maybe her mother was wild, you know. But so they all eventually disappeared. But Mr. Marm, we called him. Uh, he looked like marmalade. It's that orangish, and so we named him Mr. Marm. And at the same time, he showed up around that same time. We also rescued uh, a feral cat, but it got it from a private owner who had rescued it. So we rescued it from her. So we had, and, and this cat, Annie was her name, was deathly afraid of going outside because of whatever. So she didn't want to go outside. Mr. Marm, who looked just like her, they're both orange. They look like each other. Mr. Marm was scared to death to come in, and Annie was scared to death, uh, scared to death to go out. So sometimes the door would open, and you'd see all of this confusion. Like, and uh, every once in a while, Mr. Marm would sneak in just to check out the smell of the cat food he smells. It was an interesting time. They they're both passed on to their reward, but um, anyway, it was fun. Fun. We had so that was like we basically had two feral cats. And uh, interesting time. So it is. Ferals are very interesting, and they're basically wild animals. Uh, and you have to end up uh, domestic, taming them basically, yeah. and and domesticating them. So good. Mm -hmm. Well, Amanda, uh, we've got some good stuff to cover, and we only have an hour today, so I better turn you loose on this because uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot. Turn there, me loose, Mister Steve. Turn you loose. I'll let okay. you go. Here. All right, go for it. All right, let me pray first. By the power yeah. of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the spirit of the one true living God, may only the truth and power of Almighty God with authority come forth in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, so thank you, thank you. this word was actually given at Church International on That's Sunday. Robin's, Robin's Church. I preached at Robin's Church Sunday, February 26th, and the spirit of the Lord hit me real time. Really? And this prophecy came forth. And Krista Bullock's assistant was able to actually transcribe it because she's a stenographer. So she actually was able to get the entire word for us. Wow. Awesome. Lord. Yes. So this is very recent, this word. And so this, you're reading what was transcribed? Is that what yes. you're saying? Okay. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I'm reading exactly what was transcribed. She did an amazing job. Kayla is her name. And Kayla didn't. Is, and Amanda, are you saying the whole thing that I have in my hand is that word? All yes. of it? All of it. Ah, okay. This yeah, is and this is Spirit of the Lord hitting me in flow, going wow. into flow real time. Okay, cool. So praise the Lord. It was an amazing service down there, and, and they were wonderful to us. The Bullocks yeah. were absolutely wonderful to us, so we very much appreciate that. Okay. And the Spirit of the Lord says this day, take courage, my children, take hold of shield and buckler, and stand up for your help. For I, the Lord thy God, am raising a standard in this nation. I am raising this standard higher than it has been raised in times past amongst the wicked fray. And this standard shall arise. And says the Lord of hosts, 
It shall be like a beacon on a hill. The light shall burst forth in a moment, says the Lord. There shall be a moment in your nation where it bursts forth, where the bubble bursts, where what has been bubbling underground breaks forth and comes forth, says the Lord, and spills out and becomes a flood. For, says the Spirit of the Lord this day, the dry areas of this nation, the wilderness of this nation, there shall be a flood of truth that comes forth in the midst, a raging river, a dam breaking, says the Lord. There is a dam on the East Coast, says the Lord. There is a dam in the Midwest, says the Lord. And there is a dam on the West Coast, says the Lord, that is set to break. And thus says the Lord, the prognosticators and the political puppets and the wicked and the corrupt and those who blaspheme the name of God will be taken over by this dam. Wow. What you have built when it breaks shall be dismantled by it, says the Lord. So Goodness that's how gracious. Well, I mean, now, so you know, people, even including myself, I would want to, I would want to say, now, what did you mean by this? Has nothing to do with what you meant. You were in the flow. This, this is the question: is what did God mean? And, that's and the question. It, it, it looks like. This is not something to be prayed against. This is something that is or is or will be. Is that fair to say that that's what that is? This, yeah, this is something yeah, that so he's calling it a dam. And, and basically what a dam does when when a beaver, say, builds a dam or a city builds a dam is it's meant to stop something from coming forth. So these dams have to come down. Basically. And this is so so you understand this to be a metaphorical dam. I believe or, it's I believe it is metaphorical, but I've noticed with these a lot that you will see some sort of physical manifestation okay. Okay. of of the metaphor. Yeah. Wow. So that I've noticed. Okay. And says the Lord, the cornerstone of the foundation that governs governs what you call your capital, I the Lord thy God in this season, in this time, in this appointed time, am pulling that cornerstone out. My hand shall come forth, says the Lord. My hand and outstretched arm shall come forth, and it shall pull that cornerstone out, and it shall allow things to begin to lean. Wow. It shall allow the tower to begin to lean, says the Lord. It shall allow Congress to begin to lean, says the Lord. It shall allow governors who are connected by chains to begin to lean. And says the Lord, when they begin to lean, thus says the Lord of hosts, the wind of my breath, the pneumos, shall break forth in a gust, in a single gust, and it shall begin to knock over what leans. My breath that shall be spoken forth from my mouth and my breath, says the Lord, shall begin to knock over what leans. And those who do not lean in the right ways of God are going to find themselves publicly falling over on their face before Almighty God. Wow. And thus says the Lord, they, they don't want to bow. I, the Lord thy God, will make them bow. I, the Lord thy God, made the Philistines bow. I, the Lord thy God, made Israel bow. I, the Lord thy God, am beginning to break the back of the Ayatollah because Iran will bow. And I, the Lord thy God, am raising up a plan and a strategy in Israel that is going to surround Iran on all sides. And it's going to encapsulate them, says the Lord. It's going to encapsulate them. And it's going to cause the handshake that was seen with a red nation to be severed and broken, says the Lord. 
This is all flow. Keep in mind. So yeah, I'm, I mean, you're just yeah. This is the transcription of what you what you prophesied for. How long, by the way, do you happen to know how long you prophesied? Was it like? I I'm guessing this was was probably about 15 minutes or more okay. that I was wow. prophesying that when I went into to real flow. So. So this thing where he, the 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 word is. They're all going to be beginning to lean. It didn't say right or left. It just says lean. And one push, if they don't bow, it's like the Lord saying, it's time to be humble yourself before God. That's kind of like, or else, my goodness. Yes. It, yes. He, he's basically giving a call to humble yourselves because he's going to begin to pull the cornerstones out. And once the cornerstones come out, things start to lean because the foundation is not stable. And then once it starts to lean, it's very easy to knock it over with a wind. Yeah. So, so this is kind of what he's pointing at here. Wow. Okay. And uh, he says, he goes on to say, because demons squabble, says the Lord, demons squabble. So he's talking about that handshake that happened between Iran and China. And he's saying that handshake's going to be broken. And he's saying it's because demons squabble, which is true. Demons are very territorial. Says the Lord, demons squabble and you shall publicly, says the Lord, see that squabbling begin. And when you see that squabbling begin, look to the East Coast, says the Lord. When you see that squabbling begin, begin looking not only at the East Coast in this nation, says the Lord, begin looking at your neighbor Canada. Because there are platforms, says the Lord, that are set for destruction. And I, the Lord God, say this day that I am moving in a way that has not yet been seen. You have seen it begin to bubble up. You, ha you have seen it begin to shake awake the youth. You have seen the tremor, says the Lord, of this. However, says the Lord thy God this day, I shall shake them awake. I shall shake them awake. He says it twice. I shall reignite their passion. I shall redirect them. I shall order their steps. And there is an army of the young being raised up that will proclaim the word of the Lord with the boldness that is spoken of in my word. And they shall turn on the enemy and they shall turn on the devourer and they shall turn on the enemy's trophies and they shall turn on wicked leaders and corrupt schools. They shall turn and they shall cause the chains of bondage to begin to break off of the minds of the young because wow. the young in this season in this window, they have a window, says the Lord, because I am opening up the windows of heaven and they have a window to be shaken awake and they shall become part of this march that you see of this march that's going to echo, echo across the nation. Yeah, can I, uh, when you, again, this is in your flow, but when the Lord says something twice, I will shake them awake, I will shake them awake. What is that? You, you've done this for a long time. What does that mean to you when he says it twice? It means he he is really emphasizing and driving home that point. You know, so he wants he wants you to know he is really going to shake them awake. Like, you know, this is something he's doubling down on almost. You know, this is yeah. going to happen. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Man. And March. Oh, can I point out March for a minute? Yeah. This is interesting. That should be they shall become part of this march that you see, of this march that's going to echo across the nation. This could have a dual meaning march, meaning something that you see echo across the nation during this month, yeah. but also an actual march that begins. Awesome. Of the youth. Wow, okay. okay. 
he goes on to say that the Lord says, behold, I, the Lord God, am doing a new thing. Do you not see it? In this season, you must have eyes to see and ears to hear, says the Lord, what the spirit has to say. Because imposters shall arise and they shall recite the word and they have been groomed to be the Trojan horse, says the Lord. They have been groomed to come in looking like a gift. It is a curse, says the Lord. It is a curse. Pray for discernment, my children, in this season, because a vessel that may look perfect on the outside is filled with darkness on the inside. And pray, my children, says the Lord, for leadership, for it is for it is a strong ox, some of them, and I, the Lord, shall subdue them, says the Lord. They will listen, they will submit, they will surrender, and they will learn to wear the yoke, says the Lord. If they want to lead for me, David wore the yoke, says the Lord. Hezekiah wore the yoke, says the Lord. The name is etched on that yoke, and it shall be revealed. It shall be solidified. You shall see it. The yoke is coming upon Israel's leader right now, says the Lord. That yoke, he will see more and he will hear more from me than he ever has in his life. For I am calling through the darkness and the noise, Benjamin, son of my right hand. I am calling through the darkness and I'm going to cause you to turn to my word and to know in whom your salvation is. And he shall know it. And at some point in his life, he shall declare it. The Lord is saying right here, yet Netanyahu is going to come to know Jesus Christ. Wow. The Lord wow. is saying it right here. Okay. He shall declare it, says the Lord, for he is coming under that yoke and he will be the ox for me, says the Lord, that topples the regime of Iran. He shall be the ox for me that helps plow the fields in America. I found that interesting. For your nation is meant to be a friend and a brother to Israel. And that needs to be reconciled in this season, says the Lord. They're saying the, the U.S., which nation needs to be reconciled to Israel? Which one? U.S. and Israel's relations okay. right now have to be reconciled because they're not where the Lord. Yeah, is, you know, it's really, really good under Trump. Uh, probably as good as it has been in forever. And now it's it probably was. as bad as it's been forever. Yes. So. And that has to be reconciled. But what's interesting is he says he's going to use... Uh, Benjamin to plow the fields in America. Now, when you put a yoke on an ox and you use them to prepare the soil yeah. for planting, I think he's going to be an integral part of helping bring leadership back to America. So that's what the Lord means by he's going to help plow the fields. Well, you know, you, you, you may or may not have heard this, but years ago, Kim Clement, when he was live, prophesied, uh, and of course, he'll, he may say a word and prophesy it and call it like it is now, as if it's right now, and it might be 20 years off. You know how that works. Yeah. And so he's called Netanyahu a prophet of God, but that didn't mean at that moment, I don't think he was a prophet of God. Unless he and was I never operating. heard that prophecy, so you I didn't know. Yeah. No. yeah, I didn't think you had, but I, I also know you well enough to know your 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 words are pure. They just come uh, as they come. But yeah, he's called him a prophet of God. So when you, I stopped and wrote this down as you read it, because it said, he will hear more than he's ever heard. That's what you said. Well, that's what a prophet does. Mm -hmm. He hears. He's probably been a good hearer all along, but a prophet has to really hear. And then he uses that information like as a prophet does. So that was pretty good. Praise the Lord. Okay. Yeah. And, and the Lord goes on. For they have attempted to separate it, meaning America and Israel. They have attempted to sever the relationship and destroy it. And in this season, by my bomb, I, the Lord, shall begin to soothe the wounds and the boils that are broken out and heal that relationship. 
And those that want to be Saul's and go after their own people, you shall fall by your own sword in this season. You shall. You shall, for you have turned to the way of Cain, you have turned the ways of Balaam, and you have but a little time left before your seat is replaced. And it shall not be a charging donkey, says the Lord, that replaces it. For that stubborn mule shall be subdued and put in its place, says the Lord. Wow. Now, Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. That's something very interesting the Lord said right there. A mule. And I, I have a pastor friend that sent me something about mules this morning purposely, and I have to actually go back and look it over. But a mule is a hybrid between a horse and a donkey. It cannot reproduce. So when he says that stubborn mule, meaning they're not going to be able to reproduce this hybrid they produced in the last cycle. Oh, that's good. I think that's what's being pointed at here in a way. Yeah. Well, yeah, I always got confused between mule and donkey. But okay, the donkey is the purebred or more purebred and the mule is a... Like you said, a hybrid. Yeah, it's a hybrid between a horse and a donkey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. And thus says the Lord, do not listen to the noise the enemy is attempting to create near the area of Ukraine. Do not listen to the noise coming from the leadership of Ukraine, for he has filled himself with gall as well. He has made deals with sons of the devil, and that shall be revealed, and those deals shall be broken because they were made by paper doll figures that shall be shaken in this hour. For Europe will not play Scrabble in this season and reword and rework the lettering of what they want to do and the deals and alliances they want to make, says the Lord. Wow. Now, the Lord's not saying, uh, you know, Putin is totally good here. He's he's right. just saying that the, the, the leader here in Ukraine isn't so great either. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's like you have... You know, I mean, one of the ways I'm looking at he's uh, Putin's not any white angel, you know, in human form. I mean, he's but if there was the way I'm seeing it is if there was an evil doer with evil intent, it seems like he's pointing out uh, Zelensky and and all that's going on. That's from all the different I'm triangulating all the different words I've heard is basically God is totally not happy with. Zelensky, and he may be putting a hook in Putin's mouth to come down and cleanse Ukraine of biolabs and all that. Uh, but Zelensky. You know, and you've got Europe involved in the middle of this. Yeah. Uh, some of these leaders where they don't belong. So this is going to be interesting to see what happens with Europe. Totally. Over this. Totally. totally. For I, the Lord thy God, am setting the standard in stone in this season. I am etching it in stone, says the Lord. It shall not be moved. And I am calling on to you, my children, come near to me now. Come near to me now. Come near while the window is open. Submit and surrender yourselves to me. Align as soldiers of the living God in my serve as my servants, and watch me pour out from the windows of heaven and the areas of America that have been calling out to me for a spiritual refreshing. They have been calling out to me for deliverance. They have been calling out to me for help. Your help comes from the Lord. And I, the Lord thy God, I've heard every word from my throne. And I shall deliver unto you the victory if you stay this course. Do not be swayed. Do not be intimidated. I, the Lord, have said there are more for you than there are against you. There is an army positioned in this nation and surrounding this nation. 
There is the captain of the Lord of hosts, and they are waiting for my word. And when I give that word, this nation shall be delivered. Believe it, speak it forth, know it in your bones. Can I can I ask you a question before I go too much further on that? You're talking, it's a word for America to stay the course. Can you clarify what stay, stay what course? Okay, so what he's saying to his children right now, and I want to get to the, I've heard every word, okay. Shall deliver you to stay this course, meaning if you continue to stand your ground and resist. Okay. Call out to me, you know, repent, call out for deliverance, use the sword of the spirit, anchor yourself in me and stay that course and don't be swayed by what you see. Good. That's what he's saying. Okay. Oh, good. Praise the Lord. I am putting a fire in your bones this season, says the Lord, to do my work and to do my will and to run the race and to be pushed and plowed into the positions I, the Lord, have called for you. For I have called those with the office and the mantle to stand arm in arm, to lock up arms and to stand and to speak the word of the Lord in this hour to people and to rally them, to rally them, to stand and fight the good fight of faith. For I, the Lord thy God, will not abandon America, even though the enemy would love for you to believe so in this hour. The darkness shall become a vapor as the weight of the light and the glory begins to descend and rest on areas of the nation. And you shall see this in pockets of the nation, and they shall begin to move towards each other, and they shall begin to come into agreement. And that is when you shall mightily, says the Lord, not only see the tables turn, but see the squabbles going on in the enemy's camp revealed. And they shall reveal the darkest secrets about each other to destroy each other now, because they have found themselves in quicksand. They have stepped onto it. They don't know they're there yet, but they're there. They found themselves there. And I, the Lord, shall make you a bridge in this season that you shall cross over to the other side. You shall get to where I, the Lord, want this nation to be. This nation shall stabilize at my word. I am not going to allow the enemy to take its last breath, says the Lord, in this nation to take the breath from it. For I, the Lord, am breathing new life back into you and into your nation. And then this season you shall be filled to the brim, pressed down, shaken together, running over if you submit and surrender to me and walk the walk that I have called you. Step by step, says the Lord. Receive that this day. Look up for your redemption draweth nigh, thus says the Lord of hosts in Jesus' name. Wow, now, so that's that word. And um, I want to comment on this. This is, um, the, I, the Lord, want this nation, America, um, to be, and let's see, where I want the nation to be. This nation shall, shall stabilize at my word. I'm not going to allow the enemy to take its last breath. But then he goes on to say that um, if you'll submit to my surrender to me and walk. So it's like, it's a solid word, but it comes with an if, right? It's like, yes. Yeah, so yeah, how would you, what would you say? Well, it's the same thing like with David. If you do this, when you go into battle, you're going to defeat the Philistines. If you take the Ark of the Covenant. So this is what's going on. We'll, we'll set the stage for the Philistines and Israel. And Israel doesn't bring the Ark into battle with them the first time. And what happens? They get a little sloppy and haphazard. And I had a pastor friend point this out to me. And they said, let's go get it. It's not it. It's the presence of the living God 
that is on that ark. It's not an it, you know what yeah. I mean? It's a noun. It's a, it, it, you know, it's an entity. And so they run and they get it. And now the Philistines realize the ark has entered the camp. But because Israel wasn't right in what they did, the, the, the Philistines defeated them and took the ark for a season, took the yeah. ark. And they put it before Dagon and God threw Dagon on his face because he wasn't going to have that either. And this happened multiple times. And then they got afflicted with rodents and tumors. And the Philistines finally realized because you have the you have the Lord's Ark. He wants it back. You've got his covenant. God wants his covenant back. And God in full force went after the Philistines until they yoked up two oxen with golden rats and tumors on it because they sent the ark back with interest. So yeah. those that have taken the ark of the covenant, the covenant of God in this season and tried to hijack it are going to have to send it back with interest. That's good. And so, yeah, in that example, both Israel and the enemy suffered loss they did. because Israel didn't obey and then the enemy was in God's face. So both of them were under discipline. Mm -hmm. uh, the long, long and short of it is that Israel gets the ark back and then they, I, as I remember, they they parked it in an Obed Edom's house or something. I, I'm remembering that name for a season because everybody was afraid, you know. But anyway, interesting, interesting. You, we got to obey the ifs. We got to be obey the ifs in our lives because God's blessing for us is always yes and amen. But it has a if. Mm -hmm. If you'll serve me, if you'll trust me, if you'll love me, if you'll do what I say, you know. So there, there's two types of prophecy. There's conditional. And unconditional conditional is if you do this this is going to happen so it, it involves an action an obedient action on our part then there's unconditional where it's going to happen no matter what like the birth of christ was going to happen no matter what yeah that wasn't conditional meaning once it was prophesied by isaiah the birth of christ was coming there it wasn't going to be stopped you know what i mean that was yeah. an unconditional uh prophecy but there were many times with war when David would consult the Lord and other kings. They would go, well, if you do this, this is going to happen. I have a question for you. Just what your thoughts are on this, Amanda. Um, I, I process this with Johnny a little bit as well. Uh, Johnny has talked about a, a pastor probably 20, probably 20 plus years ago who was uh, in God's face. Everybody in this nation thought he was one of the most anointed people and then he was found to have concubines and adult he was a serial adulterer and um it went on and on and yet for a long long season god didn't uncover his sin and everyone kept saying he's so anointed okay so there's more of that going on i hear it about it here i hear about pastors by name who are doing this and doing that and it's so in your face what 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 do you sense it is that god is so patient uh, allowing that for a season. What are your thoughts about that? And and and, and does it always come crashing down for these that are in? Uh, it eventually does. So God is very long suffering. He is slow to anger. He is abounding in loving kindness, and He will give a grace period for somebody to stop what they're doing. So He will give that grace period, and He will allow uh, you know a window of time where they could stop what they're doing, get right with him, repent. But once that grace period thins, all of that protection, that covering gets taken off. 
And then the Lord allows them to their own devices. There's no more protection. And with shepherds, you see, where shepherds make the mistake now is that they don't study what shepherds really were. Okay, if the Lord calls you a shepherd, a shepherd in a field is always alert. A good shepherd is always alert, is always watching for predators, doesn't let a hungry wolf into their flock. You could throw a hungry wolf, a, a, a chicken drumstick in the field and feed it and have compassion on it without letting it near your flock. And I think what happens is a lot of them begin letting wolves in, mm. um, misconstruing compassion for enabling and mixing the two of those up, which, which tends to happen a lot. So then what happens is they begin to compromise, you know, because now you've got wolves in there. They're causing confusion amongst the sheep. It's seeping into the leadership. And all of a sudden now you've got the leadership doing things they shouldn't be doing. You know, shepherding is serious business. Ask any shepherd that's been in the field what they've had to fight off oh, to yeah. protect their flock. I mean, David killed a lion and a bear, if I'm remembering right. So that uh, I didn't even know they had bears or lions in Israel, but back then they did. They did. And uh, my goodness. Well, it's hard being in a, in a leadership type position or where people will write to us and people that are credible and other leaders. And you hear about these people who are, I'm going to use the word rape. Just, I'm just going to use, they're raping the sheep, metaphorically raping. And in a few cases, actually doing that. And they're saying, in effect, maybe they'll use these words or maybe in effect, their life says, God knows I'm an important leader. I'm a prophet. I'm a pastor. I'm an apostle. I'm all these different things. God knows I need more. Uh, I'm just going to say wives, I need more concubines, I need more sex. I, God's allowing that. And the reason they would come to this conclusion is because God hasn't wiped them out yet, even though normally you and I would have mm-hmm. wiped them out if we had known this was coming. So um, Johnny, uh, not Johnny, but uh, maybe it was Johnny. But I think it was Robin who, who also added that there's that scripture that says that Jesus said, you know, let the wheat and the tares grow up together because they look alike. They do. And then at the harvest, when it's harvest time, and we're coming into another harvest time, there's the ultimate harvest time, but God has a lot of harvest times. Then at harvest time, when it's time to, to pay the piper, to use another metaphor, uh, you, you become very well known and they can see that you, you know, but the angels are the ones that do the reaping and the, you know, har- so the, Anyway, but the point is, for all of those out there in the sound of my voice, and some of you have pastors that you know are doing this, take heart because God, the harvest is here. Asbury's breaking out, but so are a lot of other places. That means this is harvest time. At harvest time, yes, the tares get taken out. So don't fret too much about someone who's uh, been getting away with this for years. It's harvest time. So. Can I say something about yes. that? Yes. So Asbury, when Asbury started, the Lord told me to go look up the meaning of the word Asbury. Really? And it means a fortified place. Interesting, right? Asbury yeah. means a fortified place. And I know they had a revival there in the 1970s. But yes. what Asbury is, is it's a catalyst. So it's a catalyst for what's happening in this nation. It is by no accident that we see Asbury... And then we see Jesus Revolution, 
which is another example of the Lord raising up very broken people to do mighty exploits for the Lord. But we see that also happening during this window of time. This is by no accident because the Lord is preparing the soil for what's coming. Isn't that funny? The sun is like really shining in on me while I'm while I'm saying this. Oh, it looks like you, got right a little, you got a little more pink when it does that. So I see it yeah. coming and going. There you go. So the Lord is preparing the soil for one of the greatest spiritual revolutions we've ever seen in this nation. And he's preparing the soil through these things that you see happening. And the young are an integral part of this because the young, they're very passionate and they're very committed. It's just to the wrong things. But once they turn, they are going to become the biggest nightmare the enemy has ever had to deal with. Because once they turn, all of that passion and commitment and I'm not going to let go, all goes towards the Lord and goes towards rebuking the enemy. Yeah. And so we're beginning to see the bubbling up of this, almost like before a geyser explodes, there's, yeah. there's, there's rumblings underground and there's a bubbling up. That's what we see happening right now. And it has to happen. It has to happen for what's coming over the next couple of years. It has to happen. That's good. By the way, also on the Asbury thing, that's very interesting because I've I've been looking around and listening and seeing other people's websites and no one has said this. I've just looked around and I saw something a couple months ago and I stumbled onto it. I knew who the person was. Uh, she was not a huge big name, but I knew, uh, knew who she was. And she was up front saying, or at least on an interview saying, I, I have nothing to do with this. This is God. Basically, she was saying, trust, God was saying, trust me. And Apparently, a huge revival and was breaking out in her thing. But I thought to myself, that was happening quite a bit before Asbury. But and it was, I'm sure it was real from what I could discern, it was very, very real. But God, in His sovereignty, said, What I'm going to highlight to the nation is not this that's happening, not that that's happening, not that that's because people might be saying, I haven't heard anyone say, but they might be saying, We already had revival. Why are you saying it started with Asbury? But God in his sovereignty chose Asbury and said, this is my revolution, uh, you know, jump off point. I don't think any of us could really know why he did it. I find it just interesting because honestly, revival didn't start with Asbury, but for the nation's sake, it kind of did. You know what I mean? And, and the meaning of the name, a fortified place, yeah. a stronghold, you know, a place where, 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 you know, a stronghold for the Lord is, you know, not not one of these strongholds of the enemy. But, you know, when David was fighting sometimes, you know, they would have strongholds. They would have places to go where they could defend. And so when this means a fortified place, could the Lord is beginning to stabilize and fortify the areas of this nation for it to turn. That has to happen. I find it really fascinating uh, to slightly change the subject that this is happening. And someone brought this up on the air the other. I can't remember who did, but this is happening because we've all we we all know God that Donald Trump is a Cyprus. We all know he's coming back. We don't know when, but we know it's soon. We all know that he's an anointed person of God. We all know that he's a Cyrus, and yet. Roe v. Wade was overturned without Donald Trump. Well, he he did have part in appointing the judge, judges, so don't get me wrong on that. But Asbury was launched without Donald Trump. And I love that because now we can see clearly with our eyes, Jesus wasn't waiting for Donald Trump to get back in office so revival could break out. He just said, I'm going to do this when I want to do it under the circumstances I want to do it. But Donald Trump's still coming back. I don't know. I just, do you have any thoughts on that? 
you know, I think it had to be this way because the Lord operates in the unusual. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Yeah, Had Trump been in office and this happened, everything would have been blamed on him being in office. What do you do when you have a political puppet in office that can't remember his name? Yeah. And you've got, you know, you know, radical liberals trying to ravage the country and these things are happening. Then, then who you're going to blame? Then who you're going to look at? So there's a reason that it's starting now, uh, you know. And I believe that we are going to see, in one of the most liberal areas of the nation, one of the greatest revivals break out. And I believe California is going to be one of them. I believe things are coming full circle, like we saw with Asbury and with the Jesus yeah. Revolution. You're going to think, see see things come full circle in California. But there's going to be an incredibly liberal, liberal, liberal area where you are going to see an intense spiritual revival break out. That's going to puzzle. It's going to puzzle the leaders. It's going I to hope it. I hope it blows our minds. Yep. So we have no explanation. So we would say, God, how or why would you choose that, Eric? You know, I I want to be shocked. I don't you kind of want to be in a season where God just blows our mind and He oh, goes to yes. the darkest places first and He promotes the the pierced and the tats, the, the tatted people, and and they become leaders first. And we look at it and we go, but God, like the older brother, I was I've served you all. All my life, I've never gone to and 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 Jesus, like the said, like the the Father said, everything I have already belongs to you. But don't you want to rejoice that he who has lost has come home? I think we're coming into that time, and I think there's not a leader among us who isn't going to be have his mind blown about what he's going to do. And I say, bring it on, God. You know, I hope I remember I said that in case I in case I go, what are you doing, God? But. Yes, and, and I I think we're coming into a time, too, of, of Acts 16, where, where you're going to see people walking around trying to proclaim these are servants of the living God or trying to say things, and oh, yeah. it's not coming from the Lord. Well, and you so, had the word imposter in your word. Or God, yeah, so I God think this that. ties in, this Acts 16 thing. Acts 16 is, is there's a lot to that account yeah. and what happened. Yeah, so, so it's like I have heard it said that uh, I don't. Apparently, if you study revivals, every revival is messy. Every revival causes breakups and split ups. I'm not talking about marriages. I'm saying breakups between supposedly these tightly knit religious groups. It's going to blow everything apart. Um, every revival has cults to try and get in there and and mm -hmm. steal the sheep into cults. That's what happened to Lonnie Frisbee. He was almost got brought into a cult after the whole Jesus revolution, that milk, what the movie, movie was made. God rescued him in time. I'm not saying that he went into a cult, or, but it was close. It was close, you know, to that. Um, anyway, I don't know. I just have all these thoughts going because I think we're so close. I'm, I'm actually in this excited place. You know, I was walking around the house the other day and this like an adrenaline shot. Uh, you know, like endorphins like that. I'm walking around. I go, ooh, that felt good. What was that? And then I'm walking around a few days later and, I'll, and an endorphin shot out of nowhere. And I go, ooh, what was that? 
And I just think God's saying, that's just me. Carry on. <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited about this. Can you tell? Lord, I, I am watching it. it. It's pretty it's pretty incredible to watch. Yeah. Um, and as we see these leaders, you know, these leaders come back into where they're supposed to be. They will be yoked by God. They're, they will be. This is a non-negotiable. Now, do you mean when you say these leaders, you're talking about those who are away from God, who are are anointed to lead this nation will have to completely and fully come under the yoke that the Lord wants them under. Because an ox under a yoke can be very useful, but a wild ox that is not yoked can be very destructive. So the, the, the yoke of the word of God and the yoke of his mantle has to completely lock up on these leaders in order to accomplish what needs to be accomplished. And and to be clear, are you talking about leaders that fell away in sin or just leaders that haven't been yoked? The good leaders, leaders but they haven't been Leaders that yoked. haven't fully submitted. They yeah. have an awareness, you know, they, they, you know, are curious about spiritual things, but they haven't fully submitted. So they haven't fully and completely submitted yet. In this season, they will be yoked and that will happen. That's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, Amanda, do you want to pray for the people? Absolutely. Yeah, awesome. Father God, in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ, we come before you. We praise you, Father God, that you are high and lifted up far above every power, principality, and might. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise due your name. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we humble ourselves before you this day, asking that the pull of the flesh becomes less in our lives, so you, your will, and your power become more in our lives. Father, we acknowledge you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to the earth, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He was the Passover lamb and the sacrifice for our sins. He died at Calvary and purchased us by the shedding of his blood, rose again in three days, and has victoriously been seated at your right hand, ruling and reigning forevermore. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we invite your presence and the presence of the Holy Spirit, Lord, the Ruach HaKodesh, to fill this place right now, Father God, to fill, Father God, our our homes, Lord, in Jesus' name, to lead and guide us in all wisdom, counsel, my power, and the reverential fear of the Lord. Father, we just bring the people before you this day, Father God, that are watching. Father, we just ask, Lord, that you would give them eyes to see and ears to hear. Lord, what the spirit has to say, Father. Lord, we praise you, Father God, that you are the God of the impossible, that you say to call on you and you will answer us and show us great and mighty things that we know not. And Lord, we praise you that you are going to show us these great and mighty things in this season as your people are crying out to you. Father, we just invite you in right now, Father, to speak to your people, Lord, in Jesus' name and to minister Thank you, Lord. I keep hearing the word necrosis. Someone is suffering from this because I kept hearing this word before I even came on. They are suffering from a necrosis, which I think is a breaking down of a bone. It is literally almost like the disintegrating or the beginning to break down of a bone. And the Lord wants to heal those bones and prophesy to those dry bones and tell those bones to come into order and to live and to be fortified right now in Jesus name. So lift your hand and receive it now because your healing, your day of healing has come in Jesus name. Thank you, Lord. 
I'm, I'm hearing the word antonym, and that just means the opposite of the. If you have a word and you look for the antonym, you look for the opposite. But there are some people watching, and your testimony is something like, uh, I think everything I've ever been taught about Jesus is wrong. You know, I have believed he's an evil taskmaster, but the antonym, the opposite of that is true. And the Lord's saying, if you find yourself, you've struggled all the time, all your life with believing the opposite, everyone will say, that's the devil, that's not God. And you go, yeah, but I feel this way. But the, uh, this is a time to consider the antonym, the opposite of everything you've been told about the about anything that is not the kindness and goodness of God, you are believing a lie. Anything that that is about, I have to do this and this in order to be saved. That's a lie. All you have to do is receive him, acknowledge that he died and when it rose again, and tell someone that you're saved. Um, this is a time to consider the antonym in your life. If this is if this is hitting you right now, whoever is listening to this, you just need to say, Lord, tell me the tell me who the real you is. I'm I'm tired of believing the opposite. I'm tired of believing the lies everyone's been telling you about it. And the Lord says, you know, the Lord will be so pleased, so pleased with that prayer. That's a, that's like a confession. Uh, it is a confession. And he just wants to bless all of those who would come to him in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. There's someone watching and you have a teenage child. It's a boy that is suffering from severe depression. Uh, and I perceive it to be the Lord has revealed mm. that you have something similar in your home to something like Lord of the Rings. You have some type of books or some type of memorabilia or something along that lines. You need to purge your house of this. Purge it out of your house. The Lord wants to shut every window that has been opened and every door that has been opened in the spirit to cloak this child in darkness he is called he is actually called of the lord wow. and the enemy is attempting to destroy that call and we rebuke that right now in the name of jesus the devourer this call on his life will not be destroyed in jesus name but this will be broken this year just heed the word of the lord get it out of your home yeah. right now because there has been access gained and today those legal doors are closed in the name of jesus and you will start speaking life over this child. You will not say he has this. You will say he's fighting this instead. You will change your words. Your words hold power. And you are going to watch deliverance happen over the next year. I'm hearing the word blackmail. There are several people who are being blackmailed. Uh, there are so many ways and reasons to blackmail someone. Uh, we could list for a, a year all the ways and reasons you could blackmail. The Lord is saying, if you will step out of that situation and saying, I'm tired of being blackmailed, I'm just going to spill the beans. I'm going to report it. If I perish, I perish. Like Esther, we just finished with Purim. She said, if I perish, I perish. She, she went before the king. So you need to go before the king and say, Lord, I'm tired of being blackmailed. Cover this, if you will. I'm going to go report this crime. The blackmail is not going to have any more power. I mean, God will change your life. Go spill the beans and report what's going on. There's someone out there watching and you suffer from a condition where your hands go completely numb. And it doesn't matter if you're awake. It seems to happen um, a little more when you're asleep, but it also happens when you're awake. Uh, and the Lord wants to heal you of this condition because it affects 
the jobs you can do. So I think you have a job where you may work with your hands or you may need um, your hands, especially um, to do this specialized task. And mm. the Lord wants to heal this. So lift your hands to the Lord and receive it in Jesus name. You're going to feel tingling all over your hands right now because the Lord is touching your hands. He is healing the nerves that have gotten a little bit damaged in your hands. He is rectifying it. He is renewing it. And you are going to see a vast improvement in this condition in the weeks and months to come. Yeah, and I'm seeing there's a there's a there's a surgeon that fits that category too. There's probably more than one person. But if you hear this now or I'm I'm sensing on a replay, you don't see it live, and you're a surgeon and that's been happening, just do what she just said, what Amanda just said, lift your hands and and just follow the instructions. God will give you more years, many more years of surgery because you love uh you love surgery, you love to um, it's funny because you love to cut people open because you fix them. So, and God put that in you to love to do that. He gave you the skills. But if that numbness is happening, God wants to give you many more years of surgery. So, give it to Him. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Okay. The Lord is uh, saying, the Lord is highlighting caregivers to me. Yeah. Some of you are really exhausted. You've been taking care of your parents and your children. Um, that are very sick and, and you are exhausted and you're tired and you feel spiritually and emotionally drained. Yeah. And the Lord is giving you a spiritual refreshing. He is pouring onto you an extra, it, 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 it's like an extra dose, an extra amount of, of, of grace that serves as a function for you to endure what you could not humanly endure on your own. And he is pouring onto you endurance and he is pouring onto you strength right now. He sees your battle. He sees the weariness. He sees the tiredness. He hears you crying out to him saying, you don't know what to do. He is giving you this extra dose to run the last leg of this race. And he is actually going to allow circumstances to change a bit and help to come in to help lighten the load on you so you yeah. can focus more on the things of him that yeah. is coming he knows what you're going through he understands your plight right now and if you receive it and you will trust him in it he is going to change circumstances to lighten the load and to give you that extra grace so you can run the last leg of this race of taking such good care of this person that's been put into your hands Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. There's someone watching that they've completely injured and torn their rotator cuff. And so the, the word surgery, of course, is being said that immediately surgery needs to be done. Take your other hand and put it on your shoulder where that rotator cuff has been torn and receive it now out loud. Say you receive this healing in the name of Jesus, because the Lord, the great physician is going in and restoring and repairing the rotator cuff where they are going to say, you no longer need surgery. The doctors are actually going to be surprised at this healing. And this will be your opportunity to proclaim the works of the Lord because the Lord says the medical community has to be evangelized. It is starving. It is spiritually starving. The entire medical community 
they are going to be evangelized. There are going to be servants called into it to evangelize these doctors and nurses and those who have been spiritually stripped and in a wilderness right now, basically wandering in circles. And this year, you are going to see an incredible move of God on the medical community. You're going to see the beginning of a complete avalanche that comes down in the medical community and complete falls at the top levels of the most major hospitals in America. But you're going to see more doctors proclaim the Lord and their belief in Jesus Christ than we ever have because they are hungry for it and they need it for their patients. There is too much death being spoken right now in the medical community and not enough life. And that is going to change says the Lord, that will change because these doctors need a touch from the Lord to understand that their words have power and to understand that the Lord can show them what is wrong with patience when it becomes a mystery. They need the Lord in this hour for what's coming in this nation. They need it. And this medical community, it will be evangelized for the glory of God. It will be. I, I, I need to speak. I'm hearing this from the Lord that there are people, probably lots of nurses is probably mainly nurses I'm talking about. Maybe some medical people, doctors, I don't know, but some during this whole COVID thing, you saw things that weren't right. You saw things that ended in people's death and you were powerless to speak up, to do. You had to carry out. You were instructed to carry out, to give this injection. And, and you have suffered with guilt because you know that some of the injections they told you to give ended in death and you know that and so there's a word in the bible who uh, a, a scripture that says whosoever sins you forgive they are forgiven and i'm going to just uh by the authority god's given me i'm going to speak to you if this speaks to you and you're carrying guilt for carrying out those orders and you didn't know what else you were supposed to do i'm going to say in the name of jesus your sins are forgiven now drop the guilt and move forward i'm just say it again your sins are forgiven and then you just need to praise Jesus. Just lift your arms, your hands in the air and say, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Those sins. Now, don't go looking back and feeling guilty again because that'll cause it to, it has the potential to cause it to come back on you. If you don't receive it, then, you know, so just receive it. Just say to the Lord, I receive that forgiveness in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Amen. Amen, amen. Amanda, anything you want to tell uh, the viewers, something they should know? Our, your, we've got Ark of Grace Ministries there. Mm-hmm. And it's true that both your uh, rescue, how do you call it? What do you call your farm? Is it a rescue? It's what a sanctuary. Call? A sanctuary. Mm-hmm. So when someone gives to Ark of Grace Ministries, they're giving both to what you're doing now yes. and they're giving to their san- to the sanctuary. So Yes, because we're building. So we, we are building a brand new sanctuary uh, and expanding on this property. And so we're doing this under the leading of the Lord. And because there's a lot more of his creation, he wants saved to be used as tools for his glory. And so we are embarking now on that journey. And how how many acres are you working with that you're on? We have 87 acres here. The Lord gave us that in New York. I have to say it's a miracle how this even came about. Uh, And so we are beginning to build on part of that. The barn, we have to build a big barn. We have to build other buildings for different types of animals. And so we have begun the process of planning and, and doing that. And all these animals have such incredible stories. 
and they, they come from the same walks of life we do orphaned, sick, abandoned, rejected. And, and, and we take them under the ark, the covering, so, just like yeah. we are orphaned, sick, abandoned, rejected. And the Lord finds us and goes, I can work with this and takes us under his covering. It's a reflection of the heart of God. Wow. I love it. My, uh, my heart goes out to the animals and my respect goes out to you for taking the, you know, taking dominion over the animals. You know, they depend on us. You know, God put us in charge of them and they depend on us. And not not that many people take this, uh, that uh, ministry. But it's interesting that God calls it a sanctuary, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, he's to be be uplifted in the sanctuary. So there you go. Amen. All right. Well, uh, I appreciate it very much, Amanda. Very, very helpful today. A quick reminder that tomorrow is Laura Trump. Don't miss it. It's 11 o'clock. Uh, it will. It's recording this afternoon, so it'll be a, only a 30-minute show, give or take. And so, do not miss that tomorrow. All right, everybody, have a great day. We will see you all later. Bye bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at elijahstreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.